All right, Coach. Go ahead and in introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Greg McNeil, the owner of Coach's Corner and SOAR. Um, all-around funny guy. Yep, I'm still that dude, even though I just turned back from a return from an outstanding yet grueling elk hunt, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and it's been a while since we've seen each other with yeah. visits and travel and all that. You're uh, hunting. Uh, but my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication, and uh, I make my clients money and enjoy doing that very, very much. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so let me adjust your microphone a little bit here, Coach. Oh, okay. Make sure we got you good. And if it starts slipping, we'll, we'll fix it. All right. Uh, okay, so we were talking about your elk trip or your elk hunting trip. Yeah. I have been wanting to talk about this for a long time, <laughs> and I don't even know what the uh, title of this will even end up being. Maybe we'll figure that out by the end. But I have observed... Let's see, we've known each other probably two years now. I Is think it was November. Oh, there's the doorbell. That must be Drina. But we've known each other for uh, for sure two years. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed a pattern with you. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's very different from my pattern. And that is you will have something that you're going to do. Like, for example, the elk hunting. I think you've been on, what, two uh, mm -hmm. this fall. Um, started last December right. and then other experiences mm -hmm. that you've had where most people if they were to come back from the experience will say quote unquote empty-handed okay because mm -hmm. of the goal not achieved mm -hmm. right right you like you don't have that like I would be fussy <laughs> I would be fussy bottoms I'd have the fussy face and I would be all in you know, my feelings of not accomplishing my goal. But you come back with a totally different perspective. Hmm. So we were talking about that. Shut the door. Um, we were talking about, you know, the differences between you and even your companions, how hmm. you approach something like that, and the lessons that you learn. So you want to dive in? Because there's like, I got several notes here. So... I'll just put them right here, but the whole idea of like preconceived pressure, attachment, focus, all of those things. Okay, so which one would you want me to start with? Okay, so let's let's start with the idea. Well, okay, first kind of describe you're you're going on the elk hunt, you get there early, and um okay, so here's another thing that's fascinating. Oh man, I, my <laughs> mind's going all kinds of directions. And so, you know, you're, you're there early by yourself and you're experiencing the whole thing. Right. Right. And then your companions get there and you can feel like pressure. Right. So now we might be jumping ahead, but so toward the end, you're like, you know what? Let's go have dinner. And you just happen to meet an outfitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> like that to me is that whole thing we've talked about over and over and over theory you that what you're going after will come to you as soon as you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to me coach, one of the main differences other than the fact that you're there for the experience is your preparation. Yeah. We got um, a lot of P's. Preparation, preconceived ideas, pressure. Yeah. There we go. The three P's, right? Um, so one of the things that I think is important is 
When we are talking about success, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. the ability to achieve success, it doesn't matter what area of your life we're talking about. Starting a business, running an existing business, relationships, health goals, money goals, you pick one. Yeah. Anything where there is going to be an investment of your time for some outcome, okay. right, requires preparation. So you've heard me say this before, we don't rise to the occasion, we rise to the level of our preparation. So if your preparation is lacking, then you can expect your results to reflect that in some form. Now, if a person is not aware that they're not prepared, then they'll just feel like their lives are in the hands of fate. Like, I don't know what happened, they start using that kind of language. But that really doesn't exist in the world where preparation sets the stage for everything that you do. Even nature itself is is prepared. The the animals that you hunt are prepared. Yeah. Right? So that's one thing that's really important. It's like you, you have to be prepared for your environment. You uh, you have to be prepared to change the way you think about things when you're in that environment. So let's say you move into another town and you're going to start a business in that town. Well, guess what? You have to know something about that environment that you're in before you can just do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so preparation is a word that often gets overlooked. And it's not just associated with cooking a great meal in the kitchen. It's mm-hmm. everything that you do that's going to uh, lead to your opportunity to succeed. So for me, um, everyone that I spoke to, starting with you, because let's face it, so it's in, in, interesting that I could say that my hunting experience started with genius communication. Mm-hmm. Because through genius communication and my relationship with you, I would end up meeting people who would provide um, knowledge and experience information for me that would actually help with my preparation. Right. And so what I did was I shut up and I listened and I learned Mm -hmm. and everything that was given to me, I made sure that I exhausted it. And then I went back to the person that would give it to me and they're like, this guy's, he's on the screws. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the student can become the teacher in those type of situations. Absolutely. And I made sure that for every time every moment that was spent with me Mm -hmm. in our relationships it was my gratitude would show up in my preparation Mm -hmm. you took what they were saying seriously exactly exactly coach you know you know that that navy blue wall doesn't work um okay then what do i need to do next Mm -hmm. well guess what we did Mm -hmm. right um i don't like this rifle what about that one Oh, I got to shoot left-handed. What do I need to do? You're going to have to practice. Yeah. Right? Because nobody's going to help you with that. You just can't. So, and how... some tools you needed. Exactly. So what are you going to do? You take that knowledge that they gave you and you practice, you practice, you practice. And then the next thing you know, you're in a hunt in Sweetwater, Texas between Sweetwater and Abilene. And it's like, bingo. There it is. Right? Yeah. That's the application of it. And um, so, yeah, preparation was key. Um, and it will remain key. And I enjoyed the experience that I had for that entire week for the last couple of years um, by using that knowledge in such a way that it made me prepared. My food, my water, 
my con- my backpack, my conditioning, all of that. And um, yeah, so the other thing is too, I'll just say this about elk hunting. There's not another experience like it. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else on the planet like hunting elk in North America. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to whittle this down. Let's remove horseback. Let's remove motorized vehicles. Let's just talking about the hunter that's walking on two feet, right? And he's got to traverse miles of uh, mountainous landscape. Yeah. Climbing up to 9,000 feet or higher, descending down into valleys, going up again. You know, you're walking miles a day. Yeah. Okay. So you start doing that in your 20s and it's fun. Yeah. So when I get into elk, hunting i'm the age that some people would say hey that's my grandfather's age Mm. and i'm out there walking nearly 30 miles Mm -hmm. over the six days right Mm -hmm. and i'm moving through all type of landscape and i feel just great i almost curse (laughs) (laughs) but that's how great i felt but it was a preparation and you might have remembered me saying you know it's like one of the things i'm thinking about is what kind of training program did i need for that well guess what i was able to evaluate that and i came back i was like perfect yeah you know when i think about you know preparation because i'm kind of thinking about the idea of there's no such thing as overnight success that's right? right and whenever i got the idea for genius communication. We've talked about how I spent months and it's the, the three to thrive. It was, I had to get knowledge. Mm -hmm. I then had to apply that knowledge, which developed skill. That's right. I had to look at personality constraints that might prevent me, which a lot of people miss that one coach. Mm -hmm. They miss the personality constraints. That's the hook that will Mm -hmm. get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then when the opportunity came, wouldn't you say that the preparation actually creates in your mind the ability to see opportunity yes it does now that i'm thinking about it like as you were talking i was like okay wait a minute because i think sometimes we make things too magical right the fact that i had spent all those months preparing when i was sitting across the table from jonathan justice Mm -hmm. i'm sitting across the table from him and he's talking and now he's he's basically pushing me over the edge of the cliff. Like mm-hmm. you either need to you know poop or get off the pot, right? Right, right. So he and he's but he wasn't saying that. I was recognizing right. this is the opportunity. Right. And it was at that initial yes that I met Kyle. Mm-hmm. Beckner. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And he actually called me a liar. Have him tell you the story. Mm. Yes. And, uh, but I liked him. I liked him immediately. I liked his personality and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just his, his, um, you know, just friendly and things like that. He said it in, well, kind of in jest, but anyway, that friendly, but serious yeah, and focused. And that yes. kicked off the whole chain of events. Mm-hmm. But now when I sit back and I think about the, it wasn't like opportunity necessarily came to me by some magical means. Mm-hmm. It was that we could have had the same conversation. But if I wasn't prepared, my brain would not have seen it as opportunity. It would have seen it as threat. Absolutely. That's very interesting you said that. Because one of the things that happens, and this is, this is a key piece in preparation, and you just used the word threat. Mm-hmm. Because that is an 
element that will bounce an idea right out of a person's mind or stop them from being able to see it. Because if your mind is not prepared, you don't know what to do with the information when it's brought to you or to see the opportunity when it's in front of you. So instead of seeing the opportunity, all you see is fear. Yeah. You're not able to do it. You cannot take action on that opportunity. So it's a threat to you. It's a threat to your ego. Well, right? and the threat's internal. Just so yes, everybody that's listening. Yeah, that's exactly right. The it's, threat is internal. It is it not all, external. That's right. And it always is. Yeah. Your worst enemy is not outside of you. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's really good. Like, you know, I love our conversations and stuff because it, it like, um, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, that's what happened there. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Yeah. But I had that DCA. It was right. already in place. I knew this is what I was going to do. Okay. So then you got your preparation. You go out before everybody else. You're enjoying your experience. You had moments of you know fear, like you were saying, walking around at dark, you know, and there's those cats out there. Yeah, I there's a couple of times so you know, like on this fear issue. So there's a couple of times where during the day we had uh or I found a place, uh it was an old uh a bedding area that mule deer were using. Well they had hunted mule deer on um in that area about a week and a half before. Okay. Now even though it had calmed down, the mule deer were probably still trying to recover. So an area that was maybe about a hundred and fifty yards away from a watering hole um, they had kind of like left it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to use that. Well, about 500 yards away from the camp. So I walked to that place on two different occasions, leaving camp at about four in the morning, mm-hmm. walking through the forest. So this is not a time for me to be bragging about what I could do. I walked through that and I, <laughs> I was a step away from screaming. I'm sure if, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to say this, but the truth is when you are in situations like that, your nervous system understands exactly how vulnerable you are. And that there actually might be an external threat. That's right. I'm walking with my handgun out, right? Mm-hmm. Loaded. And I'm like, oh, I'm walking with my gun out, you know, like this is the wild west or something. And yet there's a part of me that's thinking, it's like, you're not ready to pull the trigger. You hope you don't have to, because right. that means that your worst nightmare is happening. Yes. yes. And I'm probably thinking I'm likely to run first. But anyway, I made it. And once I got to the area, then it's still dark. I'm sitting in this spot in the open, in the dark. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then I calmed down. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. then I calmed down. So, yeah, so there was, there was that. And uh, that's okay. Yes, it it's is. It's actually a natural response. Uh, yeah, I think there's like a bad rap that's been given to fear. And I know especially like in, you know, Christian circles, mm-hmm. like it's like, a, you know, it's funny. Everybody's like, you know, you're not supposed to fear, but they're the most fear bound people I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, that's where BS meets truth, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. And uh, so it's a natural response to a, a present danger. We need to have that. Um, so that is actually one that, you know, your senses are heightened you know, you're ready to run or fight or whatever you need to do. You need that in case some mountain lion comes out and is like, hey, you're a, my dinner, my breakfast. Yeah, you know, and, and um, later during the trip, during the hunting experience, you know, I realized it's like, oh, that's bear 
scat mm, or that I'm looking okay. at because I couldn't identify. I was like, what's that? Mm-hmm. I know this. What's that? Then I find out what it was. I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. Those things are all around me as well, yes. too. So I will say this. Fear and being afraid um, in appropriate situation are two different things. Mm-hmm. So um, I was afraid that anything could happen. I wasn't fearful that it was. Okay. One of those forced me to acknowledge the vulnerability, mm-hmm. but it also left me alert and prepared. Yeah. Being fearful then is going to affect the way that you process information. Okay. So you're likely to make mistakes. You may not have patience. You're fidgeting around. You're doing things or you're making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's just face it. You know, you want something to happen. There's a little part of your brain that says, well, this may not happen. And you can feel the tug of that. Yeah. That doesn't overwhelm you. You just acknowledge that it's a possibility. Right. Fearfulness then is going to be where you dwell on the outcome as being negative for yourself so much that you bring that into your experience. Right. So for me, it was like, okay, there's mountain lions here. Mm-hmm. There are bears here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I acknowledge that it. it's like, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard my brain say. It's like, you're perfectly all right. And I sat there and I just watched the stars and I listened closely. And, you know, and then I'd watch mule deer walk past and it was like, that, mm-hmm. did you see that guy sitting back over there? <laughs> Quiet. You know, it's like, if I were hunting deer, boy, that we would have been done already. <laughs> right. So I like that. So, you know, what you're talking about is actually a growth mindset. Yes. There's flexibility. There's recognition of your uh, emotional intelligence, right? That's it's right. a recognition of your emotional state, its impact on yourself and even those around you. Because That's by right. the way, animals can feel emotional states as well. Yes. Okay. So here is the one that I really want to get to. Okay. Okay. So preconceived ideas. Yeah. You said are the starting point of failure. That's right. Now, pressure would probably be tied to preconceived That's ideas right. as well. That's right. But explain that and what the individual had said that. Yeah. So one of, um, one of the, um, our hunting party, um, after the, uh, first day that we were all together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> confessed that evening that, um, one of the reasons why he believes he was unsuccessful, uh, the past several years on his elk hunts mm-hmm. was because he had a preconceived notion about how the elk hunt should go based on an environment he used to live in where elk used to roam quite freely in the environment. Mm-hmm. Well, the elk that walk around your neighborhood don't face hunting pressure. Because they know to walk around your neighborhood That's so they're the, not out there getting shot. <laughs> exactly. And I just showed you one looking through somebody's front window. Right? And I want to keep the outcome that you had Top secret till the end, coach. Okay. 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 We're going to keep them in suspense. Okay. All right. So he's now that right there, there's so much richness there that he had preconceived ideas right. based on a past environment yeah. he lived in that was unrelated to the hunting environment. Mm-hmm. But, but even like the idea, like even if it was related, you have to be careful because we're talking about healing community, healing business. That's right. right. You have to be careful that you're not taking 
a preconceived idea of a past environment into your new one. That's exactly right. Even if they're you know related or not related, you don't know. There's so many different factors that could come into play. It's like, you know, let's say that you started a business that failed before. You can't take that into a new venture or you will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will actually not reach your goal. That is absolutely right. <clears throat> and so one of the things that ended up happening, so as I was listening, because there was a series of actions that I had taken um, over the past year, and it changed our hunting experience, and it affected the, the parties that I was with because they're like, okay, so they're calling me coach. Mm -hmm. Coach is always testing the wind. He walks in this direction, not that direction. Okay. Yeah. He speeds up here. He slows down here. I mean, all of the different things that I was doing. And then I became much more directive in the experience because I was like, hey, where are you guys going? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, one of the things that came out was when he confessed that my preconception has been a challenge for me. It was good that he acknowledged it. But like most things that occur, without practice, it becomes just a statement. Because he's, Coach, there's he, one of those he, bombs. He, he, he still didn't have certain things that he needed to have, right? I was like, where is this? Where is, you know, you know, different pieces of equipment, you know? And um, so since we're not bashing anybody, I'm keeping right. names Right, we want to be careful, yeah. And, yeah, and certain, certain parts of the equipment, I'm just going to just... Yeah, not mention, but anybody that's ever hunted elk before knows that there are certain things that you have to have. And when you're hunting animals that are in big country, you need to be able to see far, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. you might need to be able to see a mile across a valley, right? From one ridge to another ridge that you might end up having to walk. <laughs> well, and what you just now said, though, is very interesting. Because we're talking about the difference between your preparation versus uh, uh, preconceived ideas. That's right. Totally different. That's right. Uh, like when I started training with you, you know, I, I had been a personal trainer. Mm -hmm, I had mm -hmm. my my certification. Uh, I've done kettlebells before, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know. But I determined when I started training with you, I was going to put out everything. Mm -hmm. I was going to be like a newbie. Mm -hmm. um, now, that doesn't mean, you know, sometimes I... You tell me to do something. I'm like, now, coach. Okay, now I, I need some. I need some answers because <laughs> I was taught this way. Why are we not doing it that way? Right. And so I needed information. It wasn't right. questioning your expertise. Right. I just needed information. Well, so with you, it's like, okay, you're new at it. You're getting all of the information and knowledge and skills gathered up. You're recognizing your personality constraints and how they might try to make you fussy or, or mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. versus a preconceived notion that actually um, creates a mindset of not preparing in a way. Yeah. Because you think you know how it's going to go. And I think a lot of people approach life, business, relationships that way. They do, and it's painful, right? Because you, you, when you realize that your lack of results is a direct result of your thinking, it can be very difficult for people to, uh, to acknowledge, to accept. So we need an escape go, right? Yeah. We need something like that to happen. And in a situation like this, 
um, I just flat out rejected the st statistics about, you know, 10% of elk hunters are successful. Mm -hmm. And I thought, that has nothing to do with the animal itself. Now, if they're not there, you can't shoot them. But that's the same as f going fishing. If you are a really good fisherman, you know that there's sometimes when you get on the lake, they're just not biting that day. I don't care what kind of equipment you have. Yeah. But there's a difference between a person that knows what they're doing and nothing happens that day. It's like, okay, they're not biting that day. So you go back, you come back the next day, and now you catch 60, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because of skill, right? And you also accept that you have those days. But if you have this notion in your mind about how the water should be and how uh, events should be in the wild or in, uh, or in a particular community, you lack the ability to assess what's really happening in front of you. Yes. Yeah. And so when you say preconceived ideas are the starting point of failure, it is before you even go to the experience. You're done. You're done. You were, I mean, you were already done. And so <clears throat> one of the things, you know, in this particular case here, it's like, look, if this is what you think, then you're going to behave a certain way. Mm. And when you are not achieving the outcome, then the next things that happens with that preconceived notion, then is pressure. All okay. right. So here's what we're going to have to do, coach. Okay. So we're going to have to go, this is going to have to be a two-parter. Oh, okay. Because I've got other P's we need to discuss. <laughs> okay. Okay, so number one, my apologies to all of our listeners. You have to wait a week. <laughs> but um, so far, you know, just talking about preparation, preconceived ideas, the growth mindset leading to flexibility, mm -hmm. threats are internal, um, and without practice, it becomes a statement. <laughs> You know, so those are the main ideas, but I would write down preconceived ideas are the starting point of failure. That is really important because that's where we all start. Mm -hmm. Our brain tries to fill in the blanks, right, mm -hmm. coach? That's right. And you got to be careful that the filling in of the blanks isn't actually setting you up for failure. And even how you define failure is going to be really important, which we'll get into, I think, in part two. But do you have any parting thoughts? Yeah, I would say that um, I think you used the word may. Preconceived may be. It's like, no, it is. It is. It, it absolutely is. It's like if you're not thinking accurately, then you cannot expect any other outcome other than disappointment. Right. That's just let's just call it like it is. The brain is not going to try to fill in anything. It absolutely is. You know, we say that nature doesn't lack a vacuum. Well, we're really talking about the brain. If you don't have accurate knowledge in that particular moment, then yeah. you have inaccurate knowledge. You don't have a blank space. Which preparation can help you have accurate knowledge. Absolutely. Okay. That's absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, one thought that I, I want to finish uh, up with that I just now thought of was in my uh, uh, Persuade Like a Boss course. Right. One of the things that I talk about is the idea of the three overs. You have over care, over identity, and over attachment. Mm. 
and uh, they're all kind of tied together. Like, right. you know, if you look up the word care, it's actually a, a negative word. It's mm. like stress. It's like worry, blah, blah, mm-hmm. which is hard for people who care about others, right. you know. But you often find those that are really caring and compassionate, their whole life can be just one, you know, drama and helping mm-hmm. a friend and all that after another. Right. But their identity is in the caring. Right. So now they're over-identifying with something or someone. But the over-attachment, this one is where you have an attachment to an expected outcome. That's right. And that's where pressure can come in, too, which we're going to talk about. Oh, next yeah, time. absolutely. So uh, I want to encourage everybody, uh, you know, definitely uh, go to the show notes, mm-hmm. visit the website, contact us with any feedback or even topics you want to discuss. And please share this and leave us a review on iTunes. It will allow it to definitely go up higher in uh, ranking and more people listening to it. Absolutely. All right. We're going to continue. This. We get to talk about this now. Sorry about that, guys. You'll have to wait a week. 